Can God change your life in just 30 minutes? I believe you're watching right now because God has something special for you. I'm Jonathan Burness, and I'm a Jewish rabbi who follows Jesus. Join me for Jewish Voice, and you'll discover how Bible prophecy is coming to pass before our very eyes and why you need to stand with Israel. You can play a role in God's end-time plan. Find out how on Jewish Voice. Shalom and welcome to Jewish Voice, where we help you to discover the Jewish roots of your Christian faith, Bible prophecy, and world events surrounding Israel. I'm Jonathan Burness. Thanks for joining us. Well, the book of Revelation is filled with great mysteries, and we're going to decode them today. We're going to help you understand a very difficult book. Our guest today says the key to understanding Revelation lies with the ancient Hebrew prophets. Rabbi Kurt Schneider is talking about the book of Revelation decoded, a wonderful teacher and man of God. Rabbi, welcome back to Jewish Voice. I love you, my brother. It's Thank great you for to having me. You. Hey, I noticed you're wearing a talus, and by the way, I love it. Thank Would you. you explain to our audience what this is? I always like to tell people that this is the Jewish version of the WWJD bracelets. Remember years ago, the, the WWJD bracelets, everyone was worrying, what would Jesus do? And that's what this talus really is. It is a, a visual reminder to walk in God's ways. The Lord told the children of Israel in the Torah to wear fringes or tzitzit mm -hmm. from the four corners of their garment. And in the days that uh, the Lord gave Israel those instructions, they actually wore shirts that had four corners. You know, there was a, there was a hole that you put over your head and it kind of, you know, was draped over you and you had two corners in front and two corners in back and they would wear the fringes or the tzitzit from the corners. But today we don't have four-cornered undershirts. Uh, so this uh, garment called the prayer shawl was invented with four corners simply to be able to hang the fringes on. And again, the fringes are there to remind us that uh, we belong to the Lord and to walk in His way. You know, we see G Jesus wore this garment, uh, the woman with the issue of blood. Right. We're told, grab the hem of His garment. Yes. People don't understand what that is unless you understand tzitzit. You're actually a Jewish believer in Jesus. We share that in common. Yes, we do. Mm -hmm. There's a lot more of us today mm -hmm. than there were back in 1978 mm -hmm. when you accepted Jesus as your Messiah in 1980 for me. But we were, did you think you were the only one? Um, I didn't think I was the only one because shortly after I came to know the Lord, I heard about a messianic synagogue, a messianic congregation in Cleveland, Ohio. You probably remember uh, Walter Lieber sure that was leading that congregation. So I very quickly uh, was introduced to the messianic movement. But I've always uh, obviously felt like a huge minority and have uh, faced a lot of opposition from family, friends, etc. over the years. So but we're seeing more Jewish people come to the Lord today. Actually, I, I, I think it's fair to say that in the last uh, 40 years or 50 years, more Jewish people have come to faith than in the last 2,000 years previous to that combined. It's yeah. just really been a phenomenon of Jewish people coming to faith. Do you, do you tie that in 
to the times we're living in now? Well, I certainly think that there is going to continue to be an increase in Jewish people's reception to, to Jesus, to Yeshua as the Messiah. I actually find it easier to share the Lord with Jewish people in Israel than I do in the United States. But what is happening, as you know, with so much intermarriage going on between Jewish and Gentile people, with so much liberalism within the traditional Jewish community in terms of uh, what Jewish people are accepting today, I think they're becoming much more open to consider Jesus. So I, I agree that uh, we're going to see an increase in Jewish people receiving the Lord. And I think that uh, when he returns, every Jew alive on planet Earth will recognize him as Messiah. Yeah, they will all <laughs> see me. Uh, talk a little bit about your revelation. of You actually had a supernatural encounter with Jesus. I want people to hear about yeah, this. Yeah, I was 20 years old. I was really struggling. I was a very committed athlete in school, wrestled all through high school, got a small wrestling scholarship to wrestle in college. But I realized after I walked off the wrestling mat after that last match, Rabbi Jonathan, in high school, that wrestling really didn't mean anything in the real world. That people were a lot, that the world rather, was a lot bigger than people that wrestled my weight class. And when I realized that, I, I felt very small, very uh, not in control, uh, very fearful, very confused. I was struggling and searching. And it was during that time, without ever having uh, had someone share Jesus with me, never had read the New Testament, never had considered Jesus. He was as far away to me as the man on the moon. But Jesus supernaturally appeared to me in a vision in 1978. And that is how I came to faith. That would do it. Yeah. Just like the Apostle Paul. What happened from there? What, how did you deal with who Jesus was after growing up in a Jewish home? I think you told me that he was sort of a non-issue for you. Yeah. For me, he was the enemy. Jesus yeah. was the Christian God that was responsible for 2,000 years of hatred in the name of Christ and Christianity. Many of you watching don't understand this, but this is an important point that we have a 2,000-year legacy of, of hatred in the name of Christ towards uh, the Jewish people because they blamed us for killing Jesus. Right. We have to overcome that. But you, you, you just, Jesus was a non-entity for you. Yeah, I just never thought about him, never considered him. He just was not part of my world. And, and how did you deal after you had that vision? Well, that because, vision? Because, because in my home, Jesus was never an issue. In other words, no one ever talked about Jesus. I never considered Jesus. So I didn't realize the opposition I was going to get when the next morning after the vision, I, I walked downstairs and started telling everybody, hey, I, I had this vision of Jesus last night. And at first, they didn't respond much, my family, because they thought it was just a dream and, you know, this will be over in 24 hours. But I kept on telling everybody about this because it was such a huge, you know, marked experience. And eventually, somebody said to me, you need to go get a New Testament. So I went and got a New Testament, started devouring the New Testament. He uh, started telling everybody about it, you know, would come up to my dad, Dad, look at this verse. God was in Christ reconciling the world to himself. And I was so naive. <laughs> I didn't even realize how upset he was going to be. So he, but he was upset, right? They were, they were very upset. Same. I experienced the same. My parents sent me to counseling. Yeah. They said it was. They said they said it was non-sectarian counseling. It was Jewish family services, and yeah, and yeah. and my counselor was irate after about two two encounters. Yeah. And and when I gave her homework, I told her to read Isaiah 53, and she just had enough. She called my mom and said, this is your problem. Don't, don't let him come back here. The same exact thing happened to me. Jewish family services, same exact scenario. 
We have a lot in common, we really, we really do. do. I, I really want to focus, we need to, in the limited time we have, talk about a book that you wrote on revelation. And this is important because it's revelation decoded. Mm -hmm. I think many people steer away from revelation after reading it once because mm -hmm. it's so symbolic. There, it's so right. hard to navigate through. H how do you make it simple? Well, let me first of all say that the book of Revelation for me as a young believer was a scary book. I mean, I read the Gospels. I read through all Paul's writings. Then I got to the book of Revelation and I felt, this is a different Jesus. I just couldn't reconcile the Jesus that I read about in the book of Revelation with all the other writings in the New Testament. Eventually, I just, you know, kind of put it aside and stopped reading it. Then I went to Bible school and I heard about the different way that people interpret the book of Revelation, pre-trib, post-trib, mid-trib. In other words, when Jesus is going to return? Is he going to return before the tribulation, in the middle of the tribulation, after the tribulation? And I was totally confused. I went to, a, you know, I, I went... I think many, many people are. Yeah, many people. Yeah, yeah. And I even got an A in my class in Bible school on the book of Revelation, but I still didn't know what I was doing. I just memorized the answers. And, uh, <laughs> Good Jewish boy. But you know what? <laughs> but I would say about 15 years ago, the Lord gave me a template to understand the book of Revelation. And what he showed me, Rabbi Jonathan, was that 29 times in the book of Revelation, Yeshua and the things associated with him are referred to as the Lamb and the things...